0: Down to business. On Newstalk.
1: Sponsored by Flowgas. Talk to us today for electricity that will power your business, wherever you are.
0: Now you're most welcome back to the second hour of Down to Business. Bobby here with you all the way till 12 o'clock this morning. This is the show that talks to the most interesting people in Irish business. You can text us here at the station, 53106. It'll only cost you 30 cents. Low call me, one eight ninety four five three one zero six or email me to business at newstalk.com. I'm also open on Twitter at Bobby Kerr. Please use the hashtag BobbyMeansBiz. Still to come in this next hour. Shortly I'll be speaking to three interior designers about telling their clients that the carpets don't match the carpet In our executive chair, we speak to the MD of Red Rage Films about the exotic shoots and making some of Ireland's best-known ads. And David Gluckman, the author of That Shit Will Never Sell, he's going to be dropping in for a chat about the founding of Bailey's Irish Cream. Okay, so from our homes to our offices, from hotel lobbies to department stores, all of these spaces have been carefully designed by a team of experts who have turned a vision into a reality. This week, our industry review is all about the business of interior design. I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Susie McAdam. She's the founder of Susie McAdam Designs. Roisin Lafferty is the founder and creative director of Kingston Lafferty Designs, and Ruth Canali is the Director of Design uh, at RK Designs. And these three ladies have braved absolute <laughs> extreme conditions to come in here and talk to us about carpets and curtains and all the wonderful things. Susie, I'm going to start with you. Um, and just interesting around your background, can you tell me where the role of the architect and the interior designer collide or meet or are separate? Where, where, how does it work? How do they work in tandem with, with each other?
2: I think it's always a collaboration with the architects, and most of our projects, we would always kind of team up with an architect. So, an interior now it changes a lot depending on the project, but our role is usually looking at a lot more than carpets and curtains. So, oh, Bobby, <laughs> it's usually a little bit more detailed than that. But that's yeah, just me being blunt <laughs> and new. Sorry about that's, that. I don't talk really really <laughs> But we we do tend to do a little bit more. Um, yeah, our focus would be, I suppose, coming up with the pallets sourcing all the furniture, fittings, yeah. flooring, and um, we tend to do internal, um, you know, interior architecture, so if there's any rearranging elements of the internal fabric of the building. Um, But usually I find the projects that work best for me are when it's in collaboration with with an architect. Okay.
0: Now, your own background, Susie, you you worked in luxury houses out in the States before Mm -hmm. you came, so you got a a taste for designing high-end houses in sunny California. (laughs) Um, You came back here and then probably started your business within the recession, so was it a very different place?
2: It was, and I think the advice at the time, I think people thought I was crazy because I had this love of, you know, luxury interior design. And when I came home and said, this is what I want to do, I think most people were like, you're mad, you should be doing, you know, more standard houses, and, um, you know, quick refurbs, and um, kind of lower, lower range cost product. But I was really passionate, I think, about beautiful furniture and beautiful design, and that, was probably what my knowledge was in so I knew I had to make that work
0: okay we have two other guests one (laughs) of whom is Ruth Kennelly. she's the director of design at ORK Designs and Ruth I believe you're a project manager so you maybe take a slightly Maybe a slightly different approach, project, managing project, design being one part of it.
1: Exactly, yeah. So I do the design, obviously, and then, you know, with the team, I kind of bring the project from the design right through to the very finished element. So what we try and do is take the idea that the client has for what they want to create, their dream scenario, whether it be an office or house or shop or whatever, and then create the design, get the team together put a structure around it put a schedule around it and then see it through to the end so that they you know they get the key they open the door and it's wow.
0: And uh, what about the budget?
1: So the budget obviously is dictated by the client. So when the client knows their budget then obviously we can work with their budget.
0: So do you sort of uh do, do you work having been given a budget or do you present a costus opportunity to a client who, who do like how does it work or does it work yeah, both ways? It
1: works both ways, but for me I much prefer when the client actually gives the budget, you know, because I can do the design You know, based on any budget they have, you know, you can get products that are, you know, fabrics that are one end to the other, same with wood flooring, same with stone, same with whatever. So, if the client knows their budget, it makes the designer's job much, much easier. Okay,
0: let's bring in our third guest. It's Roisin Lafferty. She's the creative director at Kingston Lafferty Design. Roisin, you're very welcome to the program as well. Um, Tell me a little bit about your business first, if you would. Uh, I know you're a DIT graduate um, and uh, you do a lot of corporate work. Is that right?
3: Yeah, my whole thing was to always kind of be working across disciplines and I think they kind of in, inform each other. So we do kind of retail, hospitality, residential offices, and you kind of focus on the creative. So I would say our team is creatives first and foremost. Okay. And we very much focus on the space, the interior architecture, getting that right first before looking at any finishes and then bring in the interior design decoration, often working with kind of photographers and marketing teams of brands to really enhance the brand and put together the whole product
0: you say that um, interior design can enhance a company's brand how does that actually work
3: well it's all down to perception if you think about it across the board like the identity the brand identity is follows through to the space and what people perceive so especially with retail if you're trying to showcase the high-end product the space and environment in which people experience that product will actually affect how they think of it but also it adds financial value like restaurants it's a very competitive market and you're competing so you need something that sets and you And it's
0: about, in a restaurant scenario for instance, it's about the food is obviously front and central but, you know, things like the atmosphere, the ambience, well, the uh, how design, comfortable people are.
3: Absolutely. It carries through right down to the staff, the music playing, everything affects the experience. Okay, let me just...
0: Uh, shout out to our listeners and say, I've got three of Ireland's foremost uh, interior designers here in the studio. If you've got any questions for them, we'll try and answer them. Get those texts in, 53106 at Bobby Kerr, uh, to see if we can match your curtains with your curtains. Uh, Susie McGann <laughs> can I come back to you and can I ask you about the influence of TV, the Dermot Ballons, the mm. you know, the 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 uh, grand designs. Uh, Like food, is design influenced by people sitting at home watching these programmes?
2: Yes, I think TV has a huge impact. And I have to say, I suppose Dermot Bannon has had quite a positive influence in that people are definitely more uh, prone to modernity in design. I love the way that he can
0: just say, well, sorry, it was meant to be 200 grand, but it's actually 400. (laughs) Sorry about that.
2: I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also, I think uh, probably uh, social media has played a huge role in how people and um, their awareness and perception of design. So um, whereas in the past, maybe it was just interior magazines, now people are following all the new furniture designers, light yeah. designers, big events. So I would have clients who would be, you know, they're becoming as aware as I am so it's really important then to kind of stay ahead of the game because if that information is available to everybody it's how we kind of curate design then based on all of this that's available.
0: Ruth, could I put it to you that just one of your roles almost like a travel agent is is being a a distiller of information uh, that you because there's so much stuff out there that Mm. even if you had a flair for design that you could be just overwhelmed with what's out there.
1: Absolutely, that's so true and one of the things that I think when you talk about TV media in general one of the things that's really good for like just somebody who might be at home or whatever watching the TV if you watch movies for example um, As Good As It Gets that movie with Jack Nicholson the set designer there was a lady called Beth Rubino and her set design is incredible so you can watch that movie still it copy it forward it still it check out the chairs check out the upholstery amazing same with The Phantom Thread the movie movie with Daniel Day-Lewis the set designer there is a lady called Veronica Melani and her design is incredible as well. So for people who are looking for design inspiration. And somebody
0: can say, I want that. just point I want at this that, picture. I yeah. want that
1: picture. It's yeah. like the best Insta story you could ever have or the best, <laughs> you know, it's a—it's the perfect thing. It's a full movie, full of interiors. So if people watch out for those kind of things, they can get a lot of inspiration from them.
0: Yeah. Um, Roshin, what about uh, awkward clients maybe who think they know about um uh, palettes and matching X with Y and (laughs) you delivering the bad news that sorry this just doesn't work it's too twee or it's like do you have to be diplomatic if you've got somebody who's quite headstrong around their own ability in this it's almost a bit like uh, because everybody eats you know people can be very critical about food Uh, does the same happen in the world of interior design?
3: Absolutely and I think that's then coming back to there needs to be logic and reasoning behind decisions. It's not just about taste, because taste is subjective. So, like, you need to look at how these things make you feel, the psychological effects. Like, it's been proven that different hospital environments can rapidly improve people's recovery time like space is hugely important if you put those factors forward yes of course there's a certain element of persuasion but also I think the client relationship is really important if you both trust each other and respect each other the end result is going to be more collaborative.
0: Um, Susie, can I ask you about the financial model? Um, how much of it, and again, I just want to be careful here around rebates from suppliers. Are they declared? Is its is it, I'm going to cost this because I'm going to help you with the design? Or in other words, is that a bit of a murky world around, around how uh, maybe an interior designer designer might get paid
2: exactly and i think lots of interior designers probably have different models so we really focus on our design fees because we see that's where the value is and that we bring that level of design and detail to the client and we try and i suppose obviously we have really good relationships with certain manufacturers and brands we would always try and if we try you know get a good deal to pass it on to the client yeah so you you should
0: be in a position where you're buying and recommending a lot of say different types of chairs or tables or that, that you could uh, manage properly, it could be a benefit to the client on the basis that they're going to get the the economies of your scale.
2: Exactly. So usually our prices would be better than retail, but um, obviously some interior designers might charge less, but then they make maybe more margin on products. So I, I can't speak, I suppose, for every yeah, yeah, interior yeah. designer, but that, that's how we really focus on our design fees and oh. provide Okay, we've service. loads <laughs> of <text>. um, <laughs> Okay.
0: Put on your seatbelts here, there's millions. Uh, hi, I have a Dark Hall currently I have a, a Farrow and Ball Charleston Grey on it would like to change the colour can you recommend a colour woodwork is white and floor is American White Oak Wide Plank any volunteers for that one?
1: Okay, well, if you're going to go with Charleston Grey, Charleston Grey is is quite a dark grey. And if you want to stay with the Farrow and Ball palette, there are other colours in the Farrow and Ball palette that are greys that might be a bit of a better option. For example, Pavilion Grey is a lighter grey in Farrow and Ball. There's also, obviously, the colour that was used for years and years and years, Elephant's Breath, which is a grey with a Whoa. bit of mink, that colour to, would be a bit brighter. Okay. Or you could get rid of the grey altogether and change to a brighter Okay,
0: colour. Elephant's Breath is the one you're looking for. And loads <laughs> of texts coming in, keep them coming. Looking for a mirror and hall table for a very basic L-shaped bungalow uh, bungalow hall. Thanks, Bobby. Any thoughts there?
3: Um, it depends on budget, but madecom and Swoon are pretty great for kind of designer pieces that are good budget as well. Okay.
0: Uh, Bobby, where can one study for interior design? There are many options available in Dublin, but how does one know where, which to choose? That's Fidelma and Blackwater. Studying? qualifications yeah,
2: we, actually Roisin both and I and myself both studied at DIT and um, so I, know As the upper, I. Uh, yeah <laughs> so, <it's> a, <laughs> like, so I suppose I'd have knowledge of the degree program there obviously there's a lot of part time courses I know Griffiths have one in the um, IDI and BlackRock and there's a lot of evening courses so it's actually a question I get asked an awful lot is how do I get into it and I suppose if you're working maybe full time maybe a part time course or an evening course yeah. could be a good idea just to dip the toe in and, and then see how you, you see how you get on and then maybe mm. look at doing one of the dup- great programs maybe part time or something if you want to
0: progress here's a good text hi Bobby a fellow cat Uh, can you please ask the experts would it be criminal to paint a solid patina pine kitchen I want to brighten the kitchen without ruining a solid kitchen that's from Orla
1: I would say definitely paint it. Yeah. Grand, you know, the,
0: it does definitely doesn't
1: ruin the, the patina of the of the wood when you paint it. If you want to take the, the paint off at a later date, you can. Solid wood is so flexible. You can paint it, you can strip it, you can, you know, so don't hesitate, paint it tomorrow.
0: Okay, a couple of other quick ones. Uh, Hi, could you please suggest two nice light colours to match with grey for a hall, stairs and landing? That's from Nicola and Sutton light colours to match with grey
3: mahogany rose from Fleetwood is one of my favourites at the moment it's like a kind of peachy mink tone it's really really soft and calming and I would go with that
0: could somebody suggest a paint colour for a south facing girls bedroom duvet and curtains and grey thanks a million. that's from Sandra
1: I would suggest if that I would I suggest, really put you on
0: the <laughs> I suggest going with with blue because
1: you know people don 't use blue enough, but if you look at all the different the Chinese blues and all those, they can be really pretty, very feminine, and with gray you could use if you look at the Chinese blue kind of um, you know crockery that kind of look and pick the blues out of that and use pattern because I think what 's going to be big now for the next couple of months is botanicals and pattern, and people want a lot of color and pattern in their interiors now okay. so. Uh, Roisin, could
0: I ask you maybe about the future of the business? Where do you see the role of the interior designer evolving to?
3: I think it's an interesting one. I'm working with the IDI at the moment on the importance of design and creative fields in career opportunities as technology keeps changing the way we live, co-living, co-working, we're changing completely how we live. So interiors and design is more important than ever i would think and actually the spaces in which we surround ourselves need to be more adaptable more flexible than ever before
0: yeah i i i one of my girls uh recently took up accommodation in London in a place with 30 people in it where they all have their own bedrooms mm-hmm. and an ensuite. but all the rest of the living is communal and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it works really well. Well
3: it's a good yeah. price point and then there's that sense of community as well so there's a lot of different positive aspects to it. I think it'll take a while for the Irish market to fully get their head around it maybe because it's very different
0: to what we're used to. Um Uh, Susan, could I ask you about uh, the barometer of the economy, which I often ask many of our our industry sector guests. Um, Have you seen the, I suppose, the loosening of the purse strings in the last 18 to 24 months?
2: Um, it's probably the quantity, I think, of people, definitely. So we've we've always kind of focused in, in quite high-end luxury interiors. So maybe two or three years ago, we might have only had you know five or six of that kind of projects a year, whereas now it's maybe looking to 10 to 20. So I think it's the quantity. And maybe there's a the confidence now. Maybe yeah. people were afraid of investing in their properties and, and investing in you know really beautiful furniture and finishings, whereas I think people see the value in that now and maybe not afraid to, to uh, go for it as they were a couple of years ago.
0: Last quick word to you Ruth um, in relation to the future of the business that I put to Roisin there earlier, where do you see it uh, evolving to? So I
1: too see it growing because like that, like Roisin said, you know spaces are changing. People are hot desking way more in town and they're working out of their houses. You know, people are not, like they're walking, people want to get on their bikes, they don't necessarily want to travel a huge amount. So I see the business growing and people using it across the board. Okay.
0: A huge thanks to my guests, Susie McAdam, Roisin Lafferty and Ruth Canali. Thanks for letting us into your world of interior design. Thanks. Down to business. On Newstalk. Sponsored by
2: Flogas. Talk to us today for electricity that will power your business wherever you are.